Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. So if you have your Bible today, today's the whole, is, today is Pentecost Sunday. We're so glad you're here today. So let's get into the word. Uh, Fagas, thank you so much today. Thank you for your presence. Lord, I'm asking right now to fill me with your presence. Oh God, I need your presence right now. Fill me today, Lord. Let us live here and hungry for more of you. Hungry for your presence. Hungry for the Holy Spirit. Hungry for a move of God. Lord, we are in need of a move of God in America. We are in need of a move of God in the church. We are in need of a move of God in our own lives, Father God. We are dry, Father God. Lord, that's not your desire for us, Lord. You want us to walk in the power of your presence, in the power of the anointing. Oh, God, today I'm asking to fill this house, every seat, everybody that's sitting here, God. I'm asking that you fill them, oh, God. Lord, let your fire fall upon them. Let your fire fall fall upon them. Let your fire fall upon me this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thomas Arnold said, he who does not know God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, cannot know God at all. Say that again. He who does not know God, the Holy Ghost, does not know, cannot know God at all. The Holy Spirit is the active, the executive of the church. God, the Father, gave his son for the church. Jesus died for the church. The Holy Spirit is guiding the church. Somebody say amen. He is the advocate. That's one his name. He's the executive. He's the representative of Jesus here on earth. Not the Pope. The Pope is not the representation of Jesus on the earth. Let me say that again. The Pope is not. I know he called himself the vicar of Christ, but he's not the vicar of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the vicar of Christ. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. The Holy Spirit fills us. He directs us. He controls us. Hallelujah. I feel something here already. I may not be able to preach this morning. He inspires us. Hallelujah. He gave us wisdom. He supplies us with strength. He guides us into truth this morning. He guides us. He sanctifies us this morning. Somebody say amen. He gave us the power to witnessing. Somebody say amen. Without the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Spirit. Let me say this this morning. Without the Holy Spirit. We We are nothing without the Holy Spirit. We are church. We are simply a social club. Without the Holy Spirit, we're just a cloud without water. We are well without water. Without without the Holy Ghost, we are tree without fruit. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. You need the Holy Spirit this morning. You need the Holy Spirit this morning. Somebody say amen. A church without the Holy Spirit is a social club. A believer without the Holy Spirit is just like non-believer. 
He is the spirit of life. He is the spirit of grace. He is the spirit of prophecy. He is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of holiness. Because without the Holy Spirit, you cannot live holy. You didn't know that? Without the Holy Ghost living inside of you, you cannot be holy. Somebody say amen. One of the reasons you need the Holy Spirit this morning, because the Holy Spirit leads to truth. One of the, I was meditating on this last week, you know, and I, I forgot who I sent the text to, but God showed me something last week. I was meditating on this. One of the title, one of the description that we see in over and over in the scripture is the Holy Spirit as the truth. One of his name is the Spirit of truth. And I was asking myself, why? Why God and all the title, all the, thing, all the, all the main thing he could call the Holy Spirit, he called, he called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. Let's, read the, let's, let's, let's go to the Bible because sometimes you think I'm making that up. This is first verse. He said, John 6 and verse 13, 13. He said, but when the Spirit of truth, you see this, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. Let's throw that other verse. This is John. This is John 14, verse 17. He said, "That is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive it. Cannot receive it because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides in you, and he will be with you." This is another verse. When the Helper come, watch this. Watch this. When those Spirit come, whom I will send to you. From from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me. Do you have another verse again? He, we are from God. Who knows God? Listen to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this, there you go again. The spirit of truth in the spirit of error. There's basically there's two spirits, if you didn't know that. There's a spirit of truth, there's a spirit of error. I'll ask myself, hey God, why? 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 Why I keep seeing this, and I was praying about this. Here's why. I believe why. I believe that he's one of the reasons the Spirit told me this. Listen to this. It's for all of us. I believe all of us has a level of deception in us. Let me say that again. Let me, let me, let me, let me pause right there. All of us. You may not say you're not deceitful. You may have said, I don't be, what are you talking about? But it's an eight in us. It's something in us that we are prone to deception. Not only we're prone to deception, we are prone to lie to ourselves. We are prone to believe lie. We are prone to believe schemes and punzi. It's in us to believe lies. We're easy to accept lie because it's inside of us. If most people, they'll, 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 gravitate, they'll gravitate towards lies than the truth. It's an it in us because we're born in sin. This is what Jeremiah said. This is what he says. This is not mine. This is, this is because some of you think you, you got it all together. You're perfect. But this is what the Bible says. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately jacked up. That's the 21st version. Who can know it? It's in us. We gravitate towards lie. That's without somebody lied to us. It's just in us. 
Watch this. One thing God, watch this. Revelation, let's put that verse. One, one of the biggest things God talks about the last day church. This is what he says about the last day church. Because last day church, us, the modern 21st century, I really believe we are the last day church if you did not know that. This is what he says. Because you say, this is us. He's talking about the modern day church. This is God. This is Jesus talking to us in the day we live. I really believe that. He said, because you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy. Because I said I'm good, I have need of nothing. And Jesus is talking with the last day church. Laodicea church, he said, hey, you said because you believe your own lie, you think you're okay. And I believe most of us, we think we're okay where we're at with our walk with Jesus. I know it's hard to hear that, but I have to say that. One of the things the enemy does to us or in, in our flesh is telling us, I'm okay where I'm at. I got enough Jesus. I got enough that. I'm good. That's a lie of the enemy. Because God never intended us for us to sit in one position. Because you were saved 50 years ago, you stay at the same place. God wants you to keep walking. And one of the biggest lies that we lie to ourselves is tell, deceive ourselves because we prone to deception. It's saying, I'm okay. And that's what happened to the last day church. They said, hey, God, we don't need, we don't need all this. Jesus is talking to the church. He said, you jacked up, you, you naked, you don't have no goal, you broke, and you don't need me, and you're saying you're okay? Because they deceive themselves. And that's why I'm asking myself, now it stopped making sense when I was reading this. That's why it's important that you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Not only we prone to deception, not only is something inside of us to believe lie, but we have an enemy. Also, not only our flesh is already lying to us, say we okay, but we have another enemy, the enemy, Satan, his name is fathers of lies. Let's put this verse here. Oh, let's put this verse. He says, this is Jesus talking to, to John 8, verse 44. This is what he says. He said, you belong to your father, the devil. He, he, Jesus was ruthless. He just let, let, let nah, he said, I'm going to give you my piece of my mind. There you go. You can hold that. He said, you, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer in the beginning. He doesn't have no truth, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Satan's language is lie. That's all come out of his mouth. For he's a liar and the father's of lies. Not only we're dealing with our flesh, that's telling us we're okay, but we are dealing with the enemy that's telling us it's okay too. Are you getting this this morning? Satan told Eve the first lie. First lie, he said, he told Eve, he says, this is a lie. This is what he said. After he planted the seed in the of doubt, after playing the seed of doubt in Eve's mind with a, with a question, Genesis 3:1, he doubtly contradicts God's word by telling her, you will not die. With that lie, this is what Satan, with that lie, Satan led Eve to her death. Follow. And so all of us. With one lie. He deceived Eve. He deceived Adam. And because of that lie, Eve died. 
I don't die. I wonder what Denny is telling you today that's going to lead you to death. Because a lot of us are listening to lie of the enemy that's going to end into destruction. What lie are you listening? Because Eve listened to the devil that tell her you will not die. She believed that lie. And there was a consequences for that lie. And I'm telling you, Satan hasn't changed his tactic. He's still speaking lies to our generation. He's still speaking lies to us today. That tells us God doesn't exist. That's a lie of the enemy. Oh, those crazy Christian people, they stay just nonsense. God doesn't exist. Oh, there's no life after death. Really? There's life. That's a lie of the enemy. And the enemy sent those lies. I can live the way I want to. There's no consequences. That's a lie from the enemy. And a lot of us grab onto those lies. And those lies lead to destruction. The lie of the enemy said, hey, I can cheat, flirt, do whatever I want to. I can mess around with somebody else's wife. There's no consequences. Nobody's going to know. Let me tell you, they always find out. You didn't know that? Right. Let me say this. I heard Pastor Jensen say that. He said, somebody called him one time. I said, hey, Pastor, they will, they will always find out about your affairs. He, he wasn't talking about Jensen. He said, they will always find out. And the pastor hang up. They will always find out. And the enemy sometimes lied to us and said, there's no consequences. There's no consequences consequence if you play with the drugs. That's a lie from the enemy. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, you take the first bite. The enemy says it's okay, nothing's gonna happen to you. It's cool, it's popular. Right, kids? And then you took that bite and you become addicted. You took that that that, that meth. I, I, I was reading a couple of reports last week. A lady took meth. She took her kids out in the cold, below zero. She, she hide them in the snow, and they were almost die because she, didn't, she could not figure what's wrong, what's right. She lost her sense. One of them took a knife and cut her face out of the mirror. He was looking because he believed it was somebody else's face because the drug killed her brain. This is demonic. But that's the lie of the enemy that tells, hey, it's fun. But he never tells you the truth, the consequences that, that, that's going to happen with the lie of the enemy. Somebody say amen. And that is why, and that is why it is important that we under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to be filled with God. That is why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He'll tell you, hey, don't touch this. Hey, don't go there. Hey, don't flirt with that person. She's not your wife. Hey, don't go there. Because that's the spirit of truth. It will lead you to truth. Because sometimes, it's not every time you have the Bible in your hand. It's not every time you're going to have me preaching with you, you're going to be preached. You're going to be by yourself one day when there's nobody there. And you're going to be tempted. You know you're not supposed to do. But right behind your ear, right behind your head, you're going to hear a voice say, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't go there. Don't touch this. Don't play with that drug. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it is the spirit of truth that will always lead us to the truth. Somebody say Amen. That is why you need to be filled with the Spirit. That is why 
You know, they said, if you tell a big enough lie and you tell it frequently enough, you'll believe it. And that's what Demi does. He keep bombarding America with lies. Bombarding America with lies. Bombarding this country a lie about life. Yes, yes, because we believe we believe life start in the room. That's a lie. Then he said, yes, you can take away of life. I know the church don't talk about that, but I, I don't care. I got to tell the truth like it is. We're going to stand in the word of God. Let all men be liars. I don't care if I stand by myself. I will tell the truth. It's a lie from the enemy. It is a lie from the enemy, and we need to stand the truth. And the only way we can fight this, we can stand and bow to tell the truth. You have to be filled with the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. So the Bible said, Revelation 12, verse 9, this is what it says. He said, this is what it says. He's describing Satan. This is what he says. So the great dragon, this is what he says. Because Satan is a deceiver. He says, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Who deceived what? Not some. That's the power of deception. And then you talking about you not filled with the Holy Spirit, you better stay on your knees and start praying. And start asking God, fill me in the morning, fill me in the evening. That better be a constantly prayer because the enemy is putting those lies, is spewing those lies, is spewing those lies. Because let me tell you, none of us are exempt to the power of the enemy. That's why it's important that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Let me go to my next, next point. We talk about prayer here. And the reason is you need the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Spirit when you're praying. You need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit for your prayer life to be successful, for you to have, for, you, for your prayer to, to be powerful. You need to be under the power of the Holy Spirit because it's not easy to pray. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. It's not easy to talk to somebody that you don't see. You see, people don't like me because I'm always telling the truth like it is. So tell me it's easy to sit down for an hour and talk. Because your mind, if it was easy, everybody would, would do it. That's why it's so hard to pray because your mind's playing. You say, does he really listen to me? You know, I, I tell the truth. It's not easy to pray with somebody who doesn't talk back at you. You see, people don't like to hear that. But it's the truth. As a pastor, I have to say, God, I have, let, I have to let those people lead me. Because if I sit there for a while, I say, man, am I losing my mind? That's why people don't pray. That's why people think Christians are crazy. They pray. What are you guys talking to? You need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Somebody say, man, watch this. This is what he says, Romans 8, 26. This is what he says. I love this verse. He said, likewise, the Spirit also help us and our infirmities. And your brokenness and a messed up situation when we do not know what to do. When life doesn't make sense, when you don't know how to pay the bills, when that kid is running, running, running away from God, you don't know what to do. Your marriage is falling apart. You don't know what to say. You go to the counselor. There's nothing they can say that can fix that situation. But the Holy Spirit, somebody say amen. When you are filled with God in the middle of the mess, you don't know what to say. Everything's falling apart. But something inside of you that's telling you, don't give up my sister. Don't give up my brother. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. I'm right here with you. And automatically, you start feeling a strength inside of you that keep, telling, keep going, keep going, keep going. Do you ever ask yourself, 
You know, I asked myself that. I, asked, I was talking with those people last night. I said, why do you call yourself a counselor? I never, I didn't read that in the book. I was, I was like, God, why do you call your name? Some petition to, it's a counselor. If my kid goes to a counselor, a counselor in high school or middle school, they set you up to succeed. Isn't that what counselor is? When you say counselor, I said, you need to take that class. When I first came here to the state, I went to see a counselor at, what, not Eugene, North Georgia. You know, I had to take English remedial. I, I fell English three, four times, two times. <laughs> I fell English 1102 too, you know. Um, but the counselor said to me, he said, James, if it's the path where you're going, you want to go to social studies, you want to become a teacher, you have to take those core classes. After you take those core classes, think, after you take those core Core, um, core classes, you need to take those classes so you can get there. So the counselor was telling me the steps I need to take so I can get to that point. The counselor was, was telling me, don't take that class. That class is not going to do anything for you. You're just going to spend the money. $3,000 gives to that guy. It's, gonna go to the, it's not going to take you where you want to be. If you keep taking those classes on art, you'll never graduate. <laughs> they were easy A's, right? <laughs> if, you take, if you keep taking the swimming classes, the gym workout classes, you, you, you'll, be, you'll be 30, 40, 50, at, and still in college. You'll never graduate. But if you take those classes, James, if, I, if you follow those directions, I guarantee you in three years, you're going to walk out. With a diploma in your hand, you'll be able to feed your family. It's the same thing with the spirit of counselor. Those people tells you, hey, that knucklehead, don't date him. He's a poison. He's going to beat you up. I know we don't talk about church, but we got to tell the truth. Listen to the spirit. Don't take that job. I know they're offering you a good job. Don't take that job because that job, it's not going to be good for your family. I know you want to move to this house. Don't buy that house. I got something better for you. Your kid, you know, when it's been leading you, said, hey, you just saw that friend. said, mm, something's not right. Because that friend's going to take them down. He said, I don't want you to talk with that person. It's okay to parents to tell them, don't hang out with that person. Let me say this for a parent. It's okay to tell your kid, don't hang out with certain people. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking because if they are bad behaviors, what does the Bible say? Bad behaviors corrupt what? Good manners. And now I'm looking back in my life. I wish I listened to my parents because I said, hey, don't hang out with that kid. I'm going to get in trouble. And next week he was in jail, right? I almost got arrested one time. They were breaking windows, and I, I was with them. And thank God I didn't touch anything. They went to jail. I didn't go to jail. Thank God. But bad friends. But the Holy Spirit, we lead you. That's why he's a counselor. 
Somebody say amen. So that's why you need them to, to help you pray. You need the, the influence of the Holy Spirit to pray because otherwise your prayers will be directed by the flesh and foolishness. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit to pray because your prayer will not make sense. But when you pray and your prayer is coming from God, this is what he said, Ephesians, Ephesians 6 verse 18, this is what he says. He says, pray all time. And what? In the spirit, in all prayers and supplication. To die and keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication to all the saints. But for you to pray all the time, you can't do it with your own flesh. The foot of the universe, this universe, it says. But you, beloved, building yourself up with your most holy faith and praying the Holy Spirit. Put on a verse. He said, likewise, the Spirit help us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray. For as we are, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too, deep forward. And he who search heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes according to the will of God. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Third thing, you need to be in the influence the Holy Spirit help us to live holy. Oh, did I say the word holy? Yes, holy. Yes, purity. Yes, holiness. I know it's, it's, it's the, the 21st month. We don't talk about holiness, but holiness, God requires us to live holy in purity and walk in holiness. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, you will live your life like a, every other person. Say that. Without the Holy Spirit, without the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will live your life without boundaries. No limits. You will yield yourself to the flesh and fulfill the loss of your mind. Let me say that again because you probably missed that. Did I put that? Yes. Yes, I put it there. Let me, let's, let me, let's read it again. Flash news. Let me read this for you. The reason you need to be filled with the Spirit. Without the help of those living inside of you, you will live your life like every other person, without boundaries and limits. That is why you need to be filled with the Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no boundaries. There's, you'll be shocked. The thing that you do without the Holy Spirit. Because there's other forces out there that's trying to push you to do things you're not supposed to do it. Oh, you don't believe me? Let's go to Ephesians 2, verse, verse 3. This, well, I shared that verse last week, but let's go back there. Sometimes students, you have to go back from last week because they missed the first time. Because I've been meditating. I shared that with Father. I've been meditating on this for the past two weeks. I've been paying that verse. It's a verse hard to swallow. But there's so much meat in this thing. It, it, it scares me. When I read this, I tremble. This is what he says. He said, and when you were dead in trespasses and sin in which you were forming, walk according. He said, you were walking according to the course of this world. He said, you were walking according to the prince of the power of the air. You were, everything that, let's break it down so you can understand it. Everything that you were doing before you got saved I know people don't believe it, but that's what the scripture said. Something behind you was controlling you. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't have a choice. 
we make a decision. But the scripture said, because men's will, the devil cannot make you do something you don't want to do. <clears throat> but he's there to make you do things you don't want to do. He said, according to the prince of the, the power of the air and the spirit that is not, probably give me some water. <coughs> please. Uh, give me some water, please. Um, and the power of the air and the spirit that is now, watch this, the spirit that is now working. There's two spirit. He said, there's a spirit working and the son of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly live. Thank you. Where was I? You guys paying attention? Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. Among them, we too all formerly live and the loss of our flesh indulging the desire of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest of the world. But where I want to pay to push the, put, the, put the emphasis here, he said the spirit that is now working in the son of disobedience. Let me say that again. The spirit that is now working in the son of disobedience. What does that tell us? There's only two ways. Whether you like it or not, because some people don't believe it, is, is whether you're under the Holy Spirit or something else is leading you. And if there's one is not there, the other one is there. Let me say that again. And that is why it is so important. That is why it is so important that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the moment you're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you'll be led by something else, whether you like it or not. There's no neutral ground. Immediately, you're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Something is leading you. Immediately, you're not under the power of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is not leading you. It's not living inside of you. You don't give those Spirit access into your life. It's not my word. Automatically, something is leading you. It's not my word. It's God's word. That is why. Now you know why. That constantly it's not one thing after another. For you to live holy, you have to be filled with the Spirit of God. Now you know why Paul said, do not be drunk with wine. Put that verse for me there. He said, do not. Paul is talking about drunk. I said, Paul, why would you use a kind of term like that? I said, drunk. He said, don't be drunk with wine. But be filled, be drunk with the spirit, be under the influence. Because if you're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're not let the spirit live inside of you, you will do things that you can even imagine. Most people, if once somebody kills somebody, you said, did you do it on your own? They will say, yes, we did it on your own. 
wish they did it on their own. But behind them, there was a spirit. That murder, yeah, dude, that could kill all those people, you better believe it. Because somebody in the right mind, I know there's mental illness, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But some of them, I was reading, I was, I was listening to one of the preachers, he said, when they do drive-by shooting, they put those, those music loud in their head, and for, before they kill somebody, they put that music loud in, and they, 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 they saturate themselves with that song of murder, whether it's rock and roll or hip-hop, whatever that is, and then when the moment comes to shoot somebody, they don't even think about it. They just shoot the person. They say they don't have no remorse, nothing. It's like something shut down. What do, you, what do you think? Somebody in rock might kill a kid. You see what I'm saying? That is why we may not go to that extent, but it is important. Because you may not kill somebody, but some of your word that you say to people, I'm going to get to your house. You think I was going to miss that? Because some of your word is so mean. Cut the person that you love the most because you are not, at that moment, you are not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Not only does the Spirit help us to lead us, but one of the things that He does, it's Galatians 5, verse 16. I'm going to close. Five, like, I'm going to close. One thing that the Spirit does is He says, Galatians 5, 16, verse 16, He said, then I, then this, I say then, walk in the spirit, you, sh, you will not feel, fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. He said there's, there's two war going on. The spirit wants to live for God, and your flesh wants to do whatever he wants to do. <coughs> and he said both of them are contrary. And you do things you don't want to do. Let's put, let's put, I put another version. Did I put another version of this one? Okay, this is, this, is, this is the modern version. This is what he says. He said, keep in step. English standard version. He said, keep in step with the Spirit. But I say, walk by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desire of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those two are opposed of each other. To keep you from doing things you want to do. For you to live the lifestyle, for you to live holy, for you to live holy, for you to live a life that is pleasant to Jesus, for you not to be filled with, with bitterness, with anger, with hatred, with racism, with hateful things in your life, you need to be filled with the Spirit. For you to live holy in your marriage, for you as a young man to live holy, to walk in purity, you need the Holy Spirit. You can't live on your own. If it was possible, God, there was no need. God would send the Holy Spirit because he knew the disciples could not make it on their own strength. They walked with Jesus for three years and a half. They saw miracles. They saw everything, but that was not enough. Jesus said, you cannot go and preach the gospel. I know you have seen everything I've done. You see me raising the dead. You see me multiply. You have enough faith to believe. But he said, you cannot 
You cannot live that life that I've called you on your own strength. It's impossible. It's impossible to live a life of holiness. It's impossible to have to love people because deep inside of our heart, we, we're not loving. You didn't know that? It's in our heart for us to be selfish. It's in our heart to hate people because it's inside of us. It's inside of us for us to be greedy. It's in our heart to be selfish. It's in our heart to feel that we're better than somebody else. It's in our heart for us not to forgive when somebody hurt us because the natural thing to say, I'm not going to forgive him for what he did to me. I'm not forgiving. I'm not going to forgive my mother for letting me down. I'm not going to forgive my father for letting me down. I'm not for You remember what he did to me? You remember what he did to me? Because it's in our heart for us not to forgive. It's in our heart to go across the street to reach somebody that doesn't look like us because you're scared of them. Let's tell the truth. You don't know the culture. It's not in our heart to travel outside of America to go tell somebody in the boonies, eating rats, to tell them, sitting in the, sitting in the mud, to tell them that Jesus loves them. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for the Christian to go to the woman empire, the same people that, that say, kill him, kill them, give them to the lion, cut the head off. And they still go there to tell them that Jesus loved them. It's not normal. You think it's normal? You think it's normal? The Christian, they go, when the woman empire kill all the lepers, they put them outside the city. The Christian said, we kid. With no weapon, nothing, they have no money. They said, we got to go and help those lepers that the city kicked them out. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not in our DNA for somebody to put a gun in your head like Cassie Bernal Columbine to put a gun in her head and say, do you believe in Jesus? And she said, yes, I believe. And they blow her brains out. You think that's enough? You think the early Christian that died by themselves with fire, they burned them at the stake, lions eating them, and we're here today because of them? You think they did it with their own strength? It's not, it's not possible. It's not possible to love people. It's not possible to have patience because quickly you lost your patience. It's not possible with your strength. You think it's easy because let me tell you, men, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Your husband may not tell you this, but I'm going to get to your business. The men, men, let me tell you this. It's in our heart to be, um, how you say that? It's in our heart to be, um, there's a word, to have several women, let me say this, it's in our DNA. They may not tell you this. It's ingrained in us, every man, it doesn't matter, to be, how you call it, there's a term they call it, uh, polygamous. Do you ever ask yourself why Jesus never, God never in the Old Testament, don't even rebuke David about all his wife? You know why? Ask yourself why. In the Old Testament, God will judge him for everything else. But he never judged them because they had several wives. You ever ask yourself why? Because he knew he was impossible without the Holy Spirit. You getting this this morning? I know it's, yes, you may not go do something, but it's in our heart, our heart quickly to turn us around. That's why this is 68% marriage is affair, adultery. You think it's enough in those days with everything that going on the TV? You think it's enough to live holy? You think it's enough to stay in purity, young man? You think it's enough? I know I'm telling the truth. 
You think it's enough to live holy in this day we live in? It's not possible with your own strength. Church, it's not possible for us to go and tell the world with all the hate. People hate Christianity. You hate Christianity and say, you guys are crazy. It's not because your, your response is, okay, they hate me. I'm going to hate them too. They hate us, so let's, let's have church for ourselves. Okay, let the rest of the world, can, they can go wherever they want to go. It's not easy for us to love each other. It's not easy for us to forgive. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Going so. There's a story. I don't know if you know that story. There's a great fire in England. For years, people were dying. People were dying because they'll be bitten by certain bugs and they will die. They could not find the cure. England was, people were dying. Thousands, every day were dying at the street. They were dying. They could not find the reason that they were dying. But at night, they said probably those things. People had fever. They didn't know why they were dying. They were dying like crazy. And then the great fire of England happened. It burns everything. It burns everything got destroyed in England. After a few months, they find out people were, people were stopped dying. Nobody was dying. Nobody was dying. So what they did, they sent a couple of people to go to the sewage of the city. When they sent them to the sewage of the city, they found carcasses of dead rats. Dead rats. Millions of dead rats. They were burnt. And the reason they were, and they figured out the reason people were dying because those fleas on those rats will come up during the night and bit those people. And that's what's, that, that was the reason that, that was causing death. But because of the fire, that went into the sewage. It burns everything. It burns the rats. It burns all those things that was killing those people. They were able to live. And that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. When you fill with the Holy Spirit, it goes to the sewage. I know you don't want to hear about that, but because I know I have some sewage. You got some sewage. You got some nasty stuff inside of you. You got stuff inside you that you don't want nobody to know. You know you have that secret that's killing you. But if you let the Holy Spirit come inside of you, it'll go to the sewage of your heart. It will burn every sin, every addiction, everything that's holding you back, everything that's holding you back this morning. All you have to do, let the Holy Spirit go to the sewage of your heart this morning. Let the Holy Spirit go into the sewage of your heart this morning. It will burn. It will burn. It will burn. It will burn that addiction. It will burn that addiction. It will burn that hate. It will burn that, that evilness in your life. Oh, we need the Holy Spirit this morning. America, you need the Holy Spirit this morning. The modern day church need the Holy Spirit this morning because they don't talk about the Holy Spirit anymore. Our kids haven't seen it. I got the chance to see it when I was growing up. You know, my mom praying nonstop. Sometimes those people take over, they'll dance. You know, I'll be sitting there. And I say, what are you doing? They're crazy. 
But I had the chance to see it. I had the chance to see it. This generation, because we don't want him anymore. Because if you don't want him, you'll go away. He's a gentleman. If you don't want the power, he'll go away. The modern day church, America, the Pentecostal church, the Baptist church, the church of God, the assemblies of God, the people that stand on the word of God, believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. This morning you need it. The church of God in Christ, stop preaching psychology, stop preaching motivational speaking, preach the Holy Spirit, preach the Holy Spirit, preach the Holy Spirit, preach the Holy Spirit, the church the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit, I need the Holy Spirit this morning, somebody say amen. amen. We need the Holy Spirit this morning. <coughs> you may be standing on your feet, you can stand on your feet this morning. Raise your hand right now. You see one of the prayer requests that Jesus gave. And all the prayer requests. I saw that last night. One of the things that Jesus asked us to ask for. I don't know if you have that verse. Do you have that verse? He says, we read that verse all the time. He says, so I say to you, you know, people read the verse, we use it all the time because we want stuff from God. But we miss the whole point why he's telling the church, he's telling the disciple that. We say, so I ask, we love that to ask God for things. But let's stay in the context. Because if you take out the context, it becomes a pretext. You know, let's stay in the context. Don't get me wrong, you can't ask God for anything you want because that's his promises. Yeah? But the reason in that text, when this passage he's talking about, he says, so I ask you, to, so I say to you, ask it'll be given to you we use that verse a lot right seek and we'll find not and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receive the one who seeks who seeks find and to the one who knocks the door will be open verse 12 which you see he's talking he's talking he, because we miss that because we jump because we want we want things but we miss the whole purpose of that text this is what he says. He said, which one of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, he'll give him a snake instead. You have to be crazy if you do that. You have to be the most evil person. And God's not even comparing himself with the father because we know he's a good guy. But he said, if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. But if you then, Though you are evil, know how to give good gift to your children. How much will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who does what? Who do what? Say that again. Let's raise your hand this morning. <laughs> 